Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hey Hot Queens! So before we dive into today's episode, I just wanted to put a really quick content warning right at the front. As with a lot of subjects in Model Land, there is some sensitive topicality covered in this chapter, specifically heavy descriptions of food and blatantly disordered eating. So if that's something that's going to trigger you or make you really uncomfortable, feel free to skip this episode. We'll make sure to put a TLDR at the top of our next episode that does a content-safe covering of anything that went on in this chapter. So you're not going to miss a thing. Prioritize your safety, your comfort, and uh, if uh, if the, none of this bothers you, then feel free to stick around. The episode begins now. What's up, hot queens? Did you bring the baby gherkins? <laughs> this is when I really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast. Astronomical. I hate to see it. Potential. Are you drunk? <laughs> I am so drunk right now. Welcome. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Shit. Sorry, Already God. choking. Oh, Already no. gagging. I'm gagging. I am gagging. Hi, guys. Welcome to Bad Author Book Club, where we're not like other authors. We're worse. I'm Ryan LaSala. And I'm Clarabelle Ayrtega. And we're two <laughs> authors reading the most bizarre fiction we can find. I was and, like, is it my turn? Yeah, Still. and doing it flawlessly. Oh my goodness. Hey guys. So if I sound a little bit different, it's because I literally am getting over having coronavirus for the second time. You are of our friend group that talks all day. You mm. are the only person who's gotten coronavirus. And twice. And you've gotten it twice. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm going to add medical marvel Ryan LaSalle in my author bio from here on out because I've gotten the Delta. I've gotten the Omicron. I just, I can't wait to see what strain comes out next because I'm basically collecting them. You're going like, to get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. So I've got this like fun, like, I'm like, oh, I, I sort of sound like Florence Pugh. No, I don't. I tell myself that, but I know, I know it's probably not true. We can pretend. Thank I you. Can, I can be delusional with you. Love my delusions. Love to share them. <laughs> God. So this, oh my God, I, 
If the content You gotta say the episode name. Okay, you're right. Okay, all right, we'll do that. All right, (laughs) cute transition. Today's episode is Chapter 21 of Model Land by Tyra Banks, Jammers, Chowers, and Poachers. Ugh. I immediately knew from the title that this chapter was going to make me annoyed. Yeah, something about the word (laughs) showers really upset me. And look, guys, if the content warning at the top of the episode didn't phase you, I will just put at the front right here. This is where, like, this actually, this is where, uh... This was a bridge too far for even me. I know I'm typically the yeah. one being like, oh, no, I can see what Tyra meant. But this episode crossed the line. And I am fully in the territory of right now, like as we sit here, I am sitting with the attitude of this book is bad and it shouldn't have been published. And Tyra does need to answer for this crime because this, yeah. this, this, epi- oh, my God, it's just, it's too it's much. So, it's so bad. It, but let, let's start right at the top. We'll start um, at the top. All right. So, so Tookie is off to mastication class and I immediately (laughs) knew that it had something to do with chewing because in Spanish, masticar is to chew. And I know mastication is also a word, (laughs) but who says that in everyday life? You know what? You know who says it in everyday life? Me and the thousands of Americans that suffer from misophonia, which is maybe a real thing, maybe not. I feel like the science is out on this, but like... Yeah. I have, like, certain auditory things that bother me, and chewing is one of them. The second oh. I read, like, ma- specifically, like, mastication, the second I read this, I was like, this is going to be a disaster. And yeah, I knew it was going to be awful. I was, like, not bad. chewing. <laughs> not <laughs> chewing. Also, Toki's, she's running to mastication class. This is in the first paragraph. Uh, she mentions that she has her censure on her hips. If you remember, the last thing to happen in the last chapter was, Zarpesa literally was like, I sabotaged you. Mm-hmm. We find out, in just a quick aside, that Tookie is now wearing the correct cintura, which she'd found exactly where Zarpesa had said it was, under her bed. Mm-hmm. Which, to, like, what, like, okay, there was a moment of, like, tension and intrigue that is now completely aborted. So what was the point of any of that? That Zarpesa simply got right. rid of it, told her where to go find it, Tookie went and got it. There's no, like, struggle. Tookie literally just went and found Right, because God forbid she have an actual task to complete right. or to, like, look for something. Like, that cannot be. And so... this is, like, Tyra, if you're listening to this, I hope you're crying. Or hope you're crying by the end of it, because I have so many comments <laughs> for you. Like, like you, Tookie could have gone and had, like, a whole adventure trying to get this back, trying to prove herself. Like, the, the conflict was our pace, so that could have been resolved in some creative ways. But no, Tyra, you actually said, no, you have to take a back seat to my obsession with just trucking Tookie around my weird zoo of like descriptions and like rich world building detail like there's a conscious choice here to say like no no, no i'm not going to give the reader like an actual plot or something interesting i'm just going to drag them into another hideous scene which is exactly what's yeah. about to happen yeah that's exactly what it is and like i would have loved for tookie to not know where her center was and to be like almost about to get in trouble with right it and having to like sort of evade her teachers mm-hmm. or have somebody be like where's your center like we're gonna have like we're going to have, like, uh, uniform checks today or something like that. Right. And, like, Tookie being, like, terrified because, like, Guru Ganero or whoever is right. going to check her and she doesn't have her centura. And, like, it's, like, a send-homeable offense or whatever. Right. But, uh, but no. It's no. just... It's just zip-zapped right out of her. It zip-zapped right out of her. There are so many different things that could have been done. And, no, she just goes, she just goes and gets it. Anyways, she... T- conveniently... The thing that we are going to focus on is that Tookie is like, hmm, I'm really hungry. Which she then says the fact that she hasn't felt hunger for like a day and a half, it's an absolute rarity. Because remember, Tookie's like key trait at the beginning of the book was that she is ravenous, always hungry. We haven't heard a single mention of hunger and Tookie hasn't eaten anything for, for about 48 hours now, I want to guess. But Tyra even notes that she sort of like forgot to mention this character trait, completely fell off her radar because she's like wow, it's actually so weird that she hadn't been hungry at all this whole time. But, you know, Tookie's always hungry. So now back to this. So Tookie is now fully focused on how hungry she is and how fucking convenient. Because the thing that then Tookie walks into is an entire building where mastication classes <laughs> that's made out of food. It's basically a gingerbread yeah. coliseum. Yeah, it's like a giant bowl of soup or whatever with like ladle-shaped smokestack and all these different things. Yeah. Um, and I noticed that too. Like Tookie just so happens to be starving right now. How easy would it have been to just mention this before? That she was hungry, that she's exhausted, that she hasn't gotten a chance to eat anything? Like 
Uh. I'm sure someone, t- I'm sure an editor for consistency or continuity, like just so you guys know, when you like edit books, uh, a copy editor will typically go through for like continuity when you're um, getting your notes back and they'll say things like, Hey, you're mentioning this, but it's not mentioned in the previous a hundred pages. Why don't you go ahead and drop a few right. mentions in? Like it's called a continuity error. And yeah, I'm sure. I'm just, I'm it. just waiting for like the deus ex machina at the end of this book, because I know it's <laughs> yeah. like, all along. She had a magic key in her frizzy hair or something. Yep. Um, yep. I wanted to take a moment to point out, like, the, uh, so Tookie meets up with Dylan, who's, like, she's about, like, Tookie's about to, like, lick the glass or something because she's so hungry. Yes. Suddenly. Yeah. Um, and it sort of, like, implies in a way that, like, she, like, the hunger came on all at once. Yeah. So, like, you almost know it's another, like, period situation right. where, like, they're being manipulated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Tookie runs into Dylan and they're, um, they're chatting and just I just want to note that like none of the dialogue in this book feels natural I think with the exception of like her exchange with like wingtip or whatever that guy's name oh my god wingtip (laughs) doesn't that feel like 10 years ago I cannot believe that reference that feels like we made it up but no you're right okay sorry keep going So it's just like the dialogue is so exhausting. Like everything has to, like everything has to sound like very weird or strange or like yeah. over the top. Like there's always someone saying like "zip zapparoo, daddy o" <laughs> or something. <laughs> Dylan now has a catchphrase. Like in this, like as of this chapter, Dylan now has a catchphrase. I need a one break. Like <laughs> something needs to be good right um something's gotta get so yeah so i just wanted to point that out because i like to remind our listeners how much we suffer yeah for Uh, them yeah we are shielding (laughs) you from so much again we have to skip over dylan's dialogue her catchphrase is crazy just so you guys know with like hyphens and all she says it about four times in the next two chapters i don't think she's said it once until i mean maybe i missed it who knows it's sort of hard to remember specific details i tend to skim a lot of the dialogue as well because it is as you say very forced and robotic but yeah it's not good okay so the girls like they meet up they're going into class and dylan comments like oh i noticed how means our pesa is to you why Mm -hmm. is that and tookie like thinks of the dumpster and decides not to share as our pesa's secret but what she says to dylan is i truly have no idea which i think is tyra's effort at showing like how noble and nice tookie is but the thing is Tookie actually does not have any idea as to why Zarpace is mean to her. We, no one knows. She's just mean, just out outright for no actual particular right. reason. It would be different right. if, like, you know, Tookie had seen this fact of Zarpace's life, her destitution, well before Zarpace started acting out against her, like, at the beginning of the book. Uh, but yeah. Zarpace was already really mean to her prior. And this is sort of just a thing that's been constant, so... I don't know. I'm not giving Tookie points for refraining from dumping the secret onto Oh, not at all. I actually think that's a really weak moment because it was a chance for Tookie to open up to someone about something. Yeah, I'm being abused Um, and this is like sort of what I'm trying to figure out. And it would give her a chance to like talk it out. Yeah. Right. And she never does. Like the the most, like we we never really get much out of Tookie, right? Mm -hmm. Like even her, what's supposed to be her internal dialogue really doesn't feel like her internal dialogue at all. Um, I will point out there is another gay moment here. Um, oh, Dylan hear calls Tookie my, like my Tookie, and Tookie blushes, and she says she's never been anyone's Tookie. And I just mm, the mm, gayness mm, continues. Mm, and there's mm. there's another gay moment in this book uh, in this chapter too, which I will um, bring up later. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so you. <laughs> so there they there's a woman who uh walks in it's their teacher and i would like for you to please read the descriptive graph of the of the teacher because it would be very funny to put some music behind this <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so oh god okay cue music A tall, striking, lovely woman with a round face and brilliant blue eyes burst through the two swinging doors at the front of the room. Her legs made an upside-down, bowed-out U, as though she just jumped off a horse after a long ride. (laughs) 
her arms were extended as if she were still holding the reins. She wore a tool belt filled with bright, shiny copper knives, ladles, tongs, and spatulas, and a chef's apron that had all kinds of food, cobs of corn, veggie sticks, blue corn tortillas, and prawns still in their shells with their heads attached, stitched into the fabric. The walking buffet didn't stop there. She wore armbands made of roasted garlic. Her her pants, oh my god, her pants were made of burlap potato sack. Her top heads had a hybrid of a chef's hat and a cowboy hat filled with tiny bags of spices. And her hair consisted of long tube-like food items. Oh, tube-like food items. Strands of spaghetti, whips of licorice, blades of wheatgrass. She sat down on the edge of the desk, nibbling on her hair, saying nothing. I, I, I cannot. So, this guru, we meet her name is Guru Lorno, something like that. I don't, I don't even remember her name. Guru, La, Guru Larue, um, but spelled yeah. L A U R O, which made me think of the Secret Life of Addie Larue. I wonder if there's any relation. I do not think so. Probably not. She, um, she's their professor. She's a woman that's made out of food, or at least heavily dressed in food, including her hair, which is like full of food, which is gross. And she is like, "Welcome to my class, ladies. Um, to, like this is mastication class, the most important class in the world." And Dylan, of course, is like, "Why does everyone think this?" <laughs> so true about yeah, their because classes. every teacher said that <laughs> right. about their own class i don't think this is important but like the first thing that happens in class is a million miniature kangaroos like jump around the class like bugs and all the girls scream and guru larue like catches one in chopsticks and like eats it and they're not actually described as mini kangaroos they're described as weird like marsupial looking like bugs with slits across their stomachs which is a really weird description but that's like the first thing that happens and they basically taste like beef jerky that's what we that's what we learn and this is all basically a setup to reveal that guru larue is uh from didgeridoo which is model land's version of australia australia Mm mm-hmm um so and we know because she says mate all the time yes Um, (laughs) yes so she confiscates uh, their centuras and makes the girls stick out their tongues um so this is where the second gay moment happens oh my god yes so dylan she makes dylan sticks out her tongue and it's described as she grabs her perfect pink tongue between her fingers now this is how i know that tyra has no idea what she's doing when it comes to close person close third because when you write in this pov that she's attempting um you're you're in third person but you're very deep inside the character's head which means like we're hearing their thoughts everything that's described that's seen can only be described and seen through their eyes if something's happening off camera they're not supposed to know which is why tyra's like Toki could hear the person three miles away (laughs) saying look at that bird like it's it's a mess so um so to describe Dylan's tongue as a perfect pink tongue yeah. is Tookie seeing it right. as a perfect pink and tongue. And it's Tookie's perception of perfection that she's projecting. What is this? Oh my god, am I CL? Am I am I is, is this Pope's? Am I speaking in Pope's? But she's yeah, she's projecting it. And that's I'm like, I'm like, is Tyra gay? Like is we I'm starting to feel yeah. like maybe there's something happening. Yeah. But like I, if if someone gave me this book yes. as like a first draft, I would totally, first of all, Dylan's whole voice oh. <laughs> would change. Yes. Second, um, I would, I would ship her entire, like oh, she absolutely. keeps talking about these boys the whole time, but the only person that she's like seeing through like these heart shaped glasses mm. is Dylan yeah. her her sensuous hips the way she walks her perfect tongue yeah. like all these things yeah. she talks about her it's queer coded like queer i know code. queer coded when i see it i've been seeing it in <laughs> kindergarten okay <laughs> looking for it even where it doesn't exist and so. you know what it this remains the most subversive thing that tyra's doing like last episode we were talking about how there's so many failures to basically take things that tyra i think thinks that she's criticizing and actually criticize them in the coursework mm. and the curriculum what is subversive is tyra focusing on like you know, a curvaceous young girl who, like, 
isn't a typical like rail thin model and finding beauty in that from the main character's mm-hmm. point of view that's subversive so is the whole right. queer factor but yeah. it's none of it's intentional <laughs> it's just us like it's just us like taking the power shifter of this book and moving it into like the queer line and being like see see we have to remember when we write our fanfic epilogue of model land yeah. that dylan and tookie are going to end up together i don't care what happens yeah. we will bring that bitch back to <laughs> yes. and they will get married okay so um, okay so the perfect pink tongue moment happens because lauro is feeling their tongue she's a tongue reader she describes herself as a tongue reader she self-identifies as tongue reader and it tells her what their favorite the favorite foods of each of the of the bellas is and dylan's is deep dish pizza uh and she, the the likey quadruple is here and their favorite food is um sugar-free breath mints which we'll get into a little bit later and then mm-hmm. tookie of course tookie likes Tookie likes whipped, whipped cream. cream, which I'd forgotten about, but that was a that was that's sort of where we begin with Tookie is that she was squirting. Yeah, that's the very first, the very first scene thing. of the book. Her mm-hmm. eating whipped cream on the floor of her school. You should have known <laughs> not should... to continue after that. Wait, can you describe what the, what happens with Zarpesa? Because this is oh great. my god, so Zarpesa at first it's like a very fancy dish, yes. right? And she's like, yes, of course we have that. My personal chef or whatever, but then the the teacher is like, wait a minute, there's something else. And she starts to sense that what Zerpeza actually likes is like, like rotten food, like food from the dumpster, like garbage food, basically. And she calls it Daru food, which took you translate to homeless food. Um, and Zarpeza like gives her and Dylan like a look or whatever. Right. Um, so all of Toki's nobility about, like, I'm not going to out her as homeless, I'm not going to out her as, like, poor and masquerading is out the window because the professor basically is like, you have a taste for rot and food and garbage and things that are lukewarm. <laughs> and then, you know, Darrow food and Toki's like, oh, that means, that means, what does she say? Homeless. It means homeless. It literally means homeless. Yeah, so, homeless. like, so secret's out. Now we know. Yeah, well, her need to show that she's proficient in every language trumps her nobility. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> not like other girls'ness comes first. It's um, always coming first. So the teacher takes her disgusting hat off and <laughs> yellow smoke which i could not think of any color less appetizing yellow smoke sweeps out and slithers through the room and each girl smells something different um which is like their favorite food right they're each smelling their favorite food yeah this whole other part is so deranged (laughs) um so these wild harnesses fall from the ceiling and each is hanging above a vat that has like their favorite foods in it so the girls have to climb into each harness. Now the thing is that like Tyra does this a lot, right? She'll say like the food the food is in the vat as if she described them before, but she didn't. No. No. <laughs> just just they're called food receptacles and vats and like I basically had to piece this together in my mind, but I sort of see like these like pits and the girls are sort of hanging over in in like a full yeah. body harness. They're hanging over these pits that are just full of their favorite food. And mind you, all the girls are as hungry as Tookie. It actually turns out to be like the point of this whole section is that they're they're absolutely ravenous and Loro is putting them in harnesses above their favorite foods, like, you know, like some in some sort of weird scientific experiment. It is so it's so weird and it's so pointless. Um so yeah, so the harness is pulling them up and down. And, like, there's a timer that goes off every, like, couple minutes. And every time it goes off, they're either pulled up or, like, let down. And they have to try to grab their food. And, like, they're all eating, like, indulging, basically, because they're all so hungry. Yeah. Um, They're trying to, like, like, reach it and they can't. And it's, like, they're all, like, oh, grunting and frustrated and trying to reach their their favorite food. And, oh, my God. And then the timer goes off. Laura claps and instantly the harnesses went all the way down, basically like effectively dropping the girls into these like vats of food. And it's yeah. just a, Dis- <laughs> it's a freak show from here on out. It's wild. You know, it's this, this whole section, first of all, they're being starved up until this point. Yes. And then like shown like, Oh, you're hungry. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, this whole, uh, scene had shades of like the capital from the Hunger Games for me without the intelligence to actually 
convey clearly that the cruelty is the point because it's entertainment for somebody, right? right? Here, we're not sure why it happens because, like, surely they could learn these lessons some other way. Right. But it's just not questioned at all, either by Tookie or the other girls. So it's just, like, it's, like, cruelty for the sake of cruelty and nobody's benefiting or enjoying it. It's not like the teachers are like, ha, 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 I love this or whatever. They're like, no, we're teaching you a lesson. Right. But they're not. They're not teaching them a lesson. No. So it's, like... It's very weird. What I think would have been really effective if... So, like, you... Listening to this, you could probably anticipate that, like, this lesson's about, like, eating. Which obviously has a huge intersection. And it's sort of a big, like, irradiated intersection with, like, model culture and, like, fashion. Right? So, this is Tyra's lesson on it. And we'll get to that in a second. But if you're going to make a lesson on this and if you're going to show, like, girls being starved like there's got to be some sort of mention of it prior like perhaps they had a really meager dinner and Toki notes this because Toki is really food focused and food motivated so she would be of course the right character to be like dinner wasn't enough it wasn't filling I feel so weak I feel starved like note this prior it can't just like come up all of a sudden that she's like suddenly I'm starving and suddenly I'm suddenly I'm in front of food because it sort of misses the point of like any sort of commentary we're just suddenly in the position of like witnessing what turns out to be a pretty grotesque scene and it totally evades the responsibility of teaching a lesson on it even as Tyra I would argue makes her most direct effort at teaching a lesson in this chapter so far and we'll get to that in a second but like there's no setup and as a result the punch itself has no momentum behind it and it's just a spectacle once again right I agree and it's like there's no the fact that there's no questioning of like of that, if they would have had that moment, yeah. like like food, like our dinner wasn't enough or whatever, then that would have given them a chance to be like, what's going on? Right. Like, like to 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 sort of like see the mystery throughout the book. Instead, it's just like one like circus after another. Like, right. where's Chris Crump come back like, <laughs> well, at this point? Like, bring him on. Um, send so, to the clouds. So while like Tookie's like eating all the whipped cream she can, she's gonna get diarrhea so bad later but she's wearing this flower brooch which i honestly don't remember if they've described before this, i do not remember this is the flower but... brooch that she that she made remember when they're in the, the <gasps> bedroom and Zarpace is like what's that looking at the like little that garbage makes it pin. so much worse that makes <laughs> it so much runs worse. around the room for 15 minutes craps a brooch out of flowers that's the flower brooch i didn't i did not think we were gonna see this thing again but apparently she's been wearing it all day Okay, so she drops one of the cans of whipped cream and it falls into the flower brooch and like disappears. So she figures out it's a secret food receptacle. And like the fact that she crafted this makes me so mad because I thought like, oh, she's figuring something out that like they're supposed to figure out, even though it was done really bad. Once again, no agency whatsoever. The can falls out of her hand. But the fact that she made the brooch is now, like, a clue, right? Like, that's now, like, oh, this is, like... Which could go with, like, her forget-a-girl thing. Like, something disappears into something she made, right? Like, Oh, you think you think there's, like, a, a power... I, yeah, I think that's a total reach. I think that Tyra just wants Tookie to, like, be having food and stealing food at all times and giving food to people. So she's basically treating Tookie like a cartoon character who can take a giant mallet out of, like, their pocket. She just wants to, like, break physics in a specific way because she's fucking dumb enough to not have actually thought of a real solution to a problem later on. That's what's going on here. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's probably right. I'm just saying, like, this is that's what would make sense. No, you're, you're right. I also want to note that the description of Tookie, like, eating all of this whipped cream, it's... It was, like, it was hard for me to stomach. She's, like, gluttonously chugging whipped cream. She's tossing spent cans to the side. She's covering herself in creamy, goopy, white froth. Like, it's, there's, like, a, there's, like, there's, like, a sensual nature to this that's, like, unavoidable in the text. And... Tyra has a food, has a food. Something's going on. (laughs) Yes. But, like, there's always frothy white stuff everywhere, sticky, like, gooey. The food is always described in a sexual way with Tyra. Right, right. And I'm not okay with it. So she she drops the whipped cream into her mini refrigerator flower brooch that she fashioned out of a flower on a wall, whatever. Then we get really, really rich descriptions of all the other girls who were also just, like, covering themselves in food. Dylan's eating pizza. Mm -hmm. Chase is eating, and I want to point this out. All aphrodisiacs, like pomegranate juice, oysters, and chocolate. So she's, you know, she's doing her slutty thing, even in the kitchen. 
This is so problematic to reduce a teenage character to like slut. only only <laughs> yeah. sexual things. Yes. Like it's fine for her to be a slut. Like nothing wrong with being a slut. But like Chase is seen as like very clearly like she's bad. painted as negative. Yeah. She's bad. She's best friends with the villain, Ray with Zarpeza. Yeah. And everything about her is just about sex. Evil it's, slut. Like, such so slut shaming. Yeah. Like Yeah, no, you're right. The Likey twins are also this is important. They're noted as staring at their multicolored sugar-free breath mints and finally nervously placing like one mint each under their tongues because that's all they that's all their you know frail stomachs can can handle horrible yeah horrible so zarpeza is like crawling all the what once they get dumped out of their harnesses and onto like the floor everybody's grossed out by like because all the food is like mixing together right like all their different meals are mixing together but not Zarpeza. <laughs> Zarpeza's like, this is my moment. And I know the what to description do. of Zarpeza in this section is so Can you read it? Atrocious. No, I don't want to read it. <laughs> so it's so I don't want I don't want to read it because I think it's I think it's so awful to describe a poor and hungry person, which is what Zarpeza is, yeah. like a dog. Like they're yeah, basically she, Yeah, yeah. Describing her as being on all fours, eating all the mixed, She's disgusting food. Literally called hound-like. Like you're not exaggerating when it's like the dog yeah. description. Like it's a, it says like Zarpesa dog-like. Proceeded yeah. to be you know desperate. Like it's all. Yeah, of the it's text. the book is working so hard to make Zarpesa seem like weird or pathetic. I just feel bad. But for I her. just feel so bad for her. Me too. Me too. Like I feel so bad for her. Like. She is a poor teen girl who is trying to mask what her family's going through. And maybe she's, like, not the nicest. But, like, what's the worst she's done? Hide Tookie's centura? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, so what? She said a couple mean things to Tookie. Nothing worse than, like, what Dylan's said to other people, right? Right, right. So I just still am Team Zarpeza. I'm going to write an email <laughs> to tell her about this. Yeah, Bankable Productions will be hearing from, from the <laughs> Bad yeah. Author Book Club. The next thing to happen is that the the troughs that they have, the vats, sorry, they morph into elevators and then they all get into the elevators. But then Tyra says that the elevators, they don't go up or down, but instead they just slide around, transporting everyone to a nearby building. So they're not elevators. They're just like go-karts. So they could have just walked there, basically. <laughs> they, go, they go to a nearby building, which is basically a bathhouse. And in the bathhouse, there's a bunch of showers. It's a communal shower. But instead of water pouring out, and this made me crack up because you we do you, fucking called this. Do shit. you remember? Yes, you did. A few a few episodes ago, Clarabelle was like, "I'm amazed that we didn't get a description of showers in which like the water is made out of like peppermint candies." Well, literally, <laughs> the water is made out of peppermint candies in this chapter. It's just it's like candy water. It's like chocolate or caramel or um, whipped cream again or. What is the one that Dylan... Go- oh, Marshmallow. Dylan's like, Marshmallow, and she swoons. And basically the guru's like, yeah, eat up, girls. It's time for dessert. And the girls just run and, like, chug from random fixtures in the room, getting completely soaked in liquid f- like liquid food and condiments, basically. Yeah, they're all like Augustus from uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, seeing yes. the river of chocolate and just, like, going completely wild. Zarpesa rips a fixture out of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> to get more syrup out of it. And, like, they just all ate a lot, right? Yeah. Like, and then suddenly, like, they're so hungry. So, the, what what this chapter is, up to this point, is lunch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just lunch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and instead of them saying, like, Tookie sat alone, or with, like, the lesbian pouch girls for lunch, of, like, I don't know, like, Bingle Bob salad <laughs> with, like, peppermint praline fucking dressing or whatever and they went off to their next class we get this whole long ugly pointless description like this when they say kill your darlings this is what they mean this is, this is kill your darlings like yeah. this entire like i'll tell you right now this chapter starts on page 247 mm-hmm. we could have avoided everything up until like 257 yeah 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 256 257 like, they had lunch, and then they come, and, like, we find out what the point of this class is. Right. Which which you you should describe, because I feel like I'm going to lose it. Okay. So, basically, so I'm not 
completely convinced that this book is not like a social experiment made to specifically to like break me. <laughs> um, each girl gets labeled depending like on how they ate. Literally, like, literally branded, just so y'all know, yeah. like stamped. So like depending on how you ate, you are like reduced to like either what what's what's this gut, three different labels? Gut either jammers, a jammer, showers, yeah, or poachers or poachers, right? Which is the name of the the chapter. Um, so they're starved and then they're judged based on like how they eat. Right. And it's like, it's so dehumanizing because it's like, I understand that the point of this chapter is that there are a lot of eating disorders in the world of modeling, which is like a very admirable and like a good thing for like Tyra to point out, especially in the face of like her talking about like cinching your waist and like all of this stuff it shows us that she is aware that there is a problem but the way that she does it leading up to that is so fucking problematic that it almost like axes it out negates it yeah um and this teacher like is supposed to be kind right she's softly speaking to the girls like she cares about the likey quadruplets yeah and it's like telling them like you guys have to eat something right which is which is good but not before like humiliating them and like making them like do like food kink shit in front of each other, which is like so weird. Yeah, literally dangling um, them over like temptation, laughing at them, making them like roll around in food. She does so specifically. She she tells them that they need nutrients for their bodies and that they can't feel bad about the the few nutrients that they're already giving themselves, and says right. like you need help when you're ready for it. Like come give me a call, which I'm like great okay that that could have been that could have been actually that could have happened just over lunch we didn't need to see the rest of this humiliation she they could have taken a quiz (laughs) they could have taken a doodle poll but no we had to have this (laughs) anything but this uh camelini who's also in this class and has basically been eating um like samosas this whole time and cauliflower is is labeled in green letters as uh like gut poacher basically she's doing no 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 i don't know doesn't matter what the term she basically does a good job because she shows moderation so does chase because chase also shows moderation chase then goes oh it's like the last time someone told me i did good for stopping something that felt good like literally turns into alaska thunderfuck on snatch game and it's like sexily also (laughs) there's another uh actress uh slander in this chapter too when she says um the teacher says uh blah 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 um, she's telling um the girls starvation and oversatiation are not acceptable um models are known for restricting their food or going on binges but that's not what we're going for here and besides those lolly-headed leading ladies restrict as well Oh, I totally missed that. But yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Careful, girls. You d- Tyra hates <laughs> actresses so bad she forgot about life size, I guess. But okay, let's move oh, on. Oh, God. Tookie and Dylan are both lab- labeled gut jammers because they, they binge eat. And this is where, like, when we say that, like, disordered eating is discussed in this, like, it's a pretty direct discussion of, like, all right, mm. like, you're starving yourself. You're binging. She even the 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 um the professor even points out that um, Dylan she calls Dylan a shuffler and then says that she is an emotional relationship with food and it causes Dylan to like retract into herself and actually then upset, starve yeah. herself because the next thing that happens is like their actual lunch like they then go to the dining hall and this was all just a preamble for like actual lunch so the 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 judge no not the judge the so the professor is basically saying i'm gonna give you hunger again and i'm gonna like see how you do go like enjoy lunch now that i've like pointed out your disordered eating that's kind of yeah. what happens it's so awful which is like anyway that and you can't diagnose somebody based off of, like what they do after they're starving like once. magically like, starving in a high pressure yes. situation right um so um i love this line um when she tells them that they're gonna be hungry again she goes the gift of renewed appetite. You're now so hungry, you could eat the ass out of a low-flying duck. Incredible. Tyra, did Tyra hear that someplace? Because coming up with that, I'm like, that's she a stroke She doesn't know genius. about ass eating, <laughs> yeah, apparently. I, I just didn't think that <laughs> ass eating was going to be the thing that was going to pop up in Model Land. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't so. eat ass in 2011, Clarabelle. That was pre-ass eat culture. Yes, they did. Yeah, I, <laughs> 
they certainly did, but not Tyra. So Tyra didn't know about it. She, maybe she was jealous of the models because they. Anyway, let's move on from ass eating. So yeah, so 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 Dylan gets upset about being like called out. What happened? Oh, the girls get into like a stupid fight because Tookie figures out like that each letter of Model Land stands for like a different class. Yeah, and. And Zarpiz is like, whatever, bitch, you're not special. She says, yeah, L stands for le idiot. Le idiot, <laughs> yeah. And so then Dylan, like, gets back at her. Zarpiz calls her a lard ass, whatever. Yeah. They start going back and forth. And then... Tookie's, Tookie's like, enough, guys, enough. So Tookie finds her voice, intervenes in this fight between Zarpisa and Dylan. What a, what a fucking saint. And yeah, she says layoff, by the way, which also starts with L, because she had to... She had to show, yeah, she had to show that she's proficient, and she, yes. So yeah, so Tookie says layoff, layoff, and... Then it's time for lunch. <laughs> yeah, it's time for lunch. So someone comes and, like, leads them to to the lunchroom, and they're, like, they're covered in food. They're disgusting. Yeah, Dylan is covered in marshal. I can't think of something less comfortable than being covered in, like... In, like, fluff, basically. Like, marshmallow fluff. And then being told, like, okay, like, time to go eat. So they they waltz in. We get, obviously, a very sumptuous description of the cafeteria. Dylan gets to call something crazy again. And then there's a loud and collective coup <laughs> that erupts from the other Bellas. All the upperclassmen are also around them, by the way. Like, this is, like, a big yeah. group lunch. And all right. the girls... And they're saying this is, like, a rite of passage. Right. Like, every new Bella, like, walks into, like, their first lunch, like, covered in goop. Like, it's normal. Right? And, like, it is basically, like, laughed at for this as well. So they're humiliated mm. once again. They walk in, and everyone rushes up to the windows. And someone yells, sexified succulents. Uh, and someone <laughs> says that they're going to hyper, hyper, hyperventilate. And it's because... Uh, they moaned. A girl moaned that. <laughs> a girl moaned. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They call firsties <laughs> and last. Oh, yeah. Someone says, I call firsties. Oh, this is Chase, of course. She goes, I call firsties and lasties and tops and bottoms. So, like... Yeah, Chase! Tops, yeah. I, love, I love a good... I love verse, a versatile queen who's also a teenager. Like, this is all within one page of ass eating as well. So it's my daughter. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my God. I support her. Ugh. Let's be sex positive, okay? Yeah, I, I support... Chase likes to do it. Yeah, so long as she's consenting and so are her partners, then go for it, girly. Yeah. But we get basically a, like, uh... This... The choreography of this really didn't make sense to me, but... At all. They pull up a bunch of, like, chairs so they can, like, see over the crowd, and what what it is is it's the... You remember how we met those three guys from Bestosterone? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bravo, I think, was one of them. Webb, and I forget the yeah, other one. Yeah, that's the one that was, like, nice to Tookie. Like, low-key, like, flirting with yeah, her, almost. Yeah, right. They're <laughs> walking across the, the quad, carrying a giant steel girder, like, and being What's photographed. What's a girder? Like a beam. Like a beam from, like, a building. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. And the, it's, like, a photo shoot? Kind, but they're kinda. but they're building that building and doing a photo shoot at the same time, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And Bravo, like... It's very strange. It's... Very strange is exactly what it is, because Bravo then sees them and starts, like, juggling this girder that previously took three people to carry, but now he's literally throwing it up in the air. And then Goodbye. he sees Tookie, and it slips, and it comes down on his arm and, like, cuts open his skin or something. And the girl, yeah, and, like, for what reason? Like, what was the reason? Everyone screams. Everyone screams. And then this final chapter of this made me want to throw up. Like, it is so bad, I want to give it a zero. <laughs> but that's not possible, so I give okay, it a one. but that's not possible. So, I'm going to read it, because I need you all to know how bad this is. So, all the girls are looking, all the girls are, like, lusting after this guy, and then it says, Then it happened. Something no one in all of Modeland could have predicted. The bleeding Bravo looked up, at the window and focused on only one face a whipped cream caked punch bowl headed girl with one green eye and one brown eye to be exact i fucking hate tyra so much I want, I want. if she gets i i want her under the jail for that just that fucking paragraph is but so who could have predicted that it would have been the main character that is the 
that is like the epitome of not like other girls like it is just like so it's so bad it's so bad of course the guy that everyone is lusting after thinks Tookie who does not think she's pretty or good looking is hot right he's staring at her because there's something special about that something girl. so who's special that girl? who's that who's girl, that girl? <laughs> it's tookie it's tookie oh my gosh yeah i kill me i wrote at the end of it i usually take notes at the end of the chapters literally in the book and all i've written for this one is i want to die because that's how i yeah. like, i was like this is abysmal this is truly abysmal writing yeah like mine's um, i have a bracket it says no and then in my notes it says the end of this chapter made me want to throw up in caps <laughs> yes. and it really did i got no physically sick yes i also felt physically ill after this chapter oh my god so and that's that's chapter 22 like we're we're giving you chapter chapter 21 chapter 21 that's chapter 21 we're giving you the facts and oh man okay all right transition we gotta talk about rose and thorn (laughs) christ on a fucking cross Uh. i I don't even, like, want to talk about... Like, I don't even know what I'm going to say. What, okay, you start. What are your... What okay. are your rose and thorns? So, I'm going to say that my rose is at the very beginning of the chapter when Tookie is, like, uh, describing yeah. Zarpeza. She says that, like, she's awful, but, like, she also feels bad for her, which is, like, completely valid, I feel like, for her to feel. I, I wish that, like... Sarpeza wasn't such a caricature. Yeah. And I wish that, like, we had a reason why, like, they didn't like each other. Like, maybe Zarpeza knows that Tookie has a crush on um, her boyfriend back home, which we haven't really talked about at all. Like, uh, except for once, because Tookie has that pin, right? Like, that, like, pin, the the love pin or whatever. So I'd say that was my rose, even though it was very hard to pick one because this chapter was awful. Yes. It was very awful. I, I, I won't even give Tyra points for, like, pointing out that, like, eating disorders are bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, thank you for the crumb. Um, <laughs> my pit is probably, like, also, alternatively, also has to do with Zarpiza. Like, her description of eating the food on all fours just really bothered me. Yeah. I just, like, like when you look at Zarpiza as a character, like, Zarpiza is a young, wounded, homeless, poor girl whose biggest crime is sort of like being prideful and like not wanting people to know how much pain she's in she is infinitely more interesting than Tookie she has real world problems not like that she has one eye different color than the other which is like a coveted trait in our world and everyone knows it she's someone who is desperately trying to cling to what her past as a rich person because it feels like she had it at some point yeah and they lost it and she's good at everything she does yeah she's good at everything she does because she's because she's naturally talented like and that's it um so i am team zarpeza tookie can die (laughs) and that's my rose and my thorn what's what's christ almighty okay so i mean i this is a this is a reach but i do i will give a rose for the very brief moment of the guru telling the likey quadruplets Mm. that a body does need its calories and you can't feel that specifically is you know, you're not giving yourself enough food and you're feeling bad for the food that you are putting into your body. And yeah. I just have this like whimsical hope that somebody obsessed with Tyra in the fashion industry read that and felt some sort of intervention at a really like visceral level kind of among this like surplus of sensation. Yeah. So like that's my hope for this book is that it mm-hmm. helped someone in that way. I truly think this has done way more damage than good, but I know that Tyra has good intentions. I can feel them trying to sort of break out of the shackles of, like, indulgence that she has in her own, like, writing ethos. And I would love to commend the brief moments where, like, you can almost glimpse it. But the fact is is that it's taking two professional career writers to really struggle to kind of disembed these lessons from utter fuckery. And that's that's my, like, thorn, is that, like... There's so much in this book that we critique in terms of, like, the the writing level, too. But even in instances where Tyra really has, like, something that she's trying to say, she just gets in her own way. And she does the cardinal novice error of mistaking idiosyncrasies for, like, voice. Or, 
really yeah. like for you know basically errors for for voice she's not taking notes i'm sure of it and it just makes me it makes me upset and it did make me nauseous and last but not least because i have another thorn it's that fucking refrigerator flower brooch what the fuck is that that was so bad <laughs> what the fuck that is that that was so fucking bad like i I have a feeling that once we get towards the end of the book, it's, she's going to bring up all these little fucking things and we are going to have to she's like, gonna take a Valium. Yes. Like we are going to be, it's going to be a hot mess. I have some we have spare to do, like, oxy. like a recording in yes. person um, extravaganza to hug, so, yes. okay, to get rid of the toxins because it's going to be really, really hard. But um, I agree with you. You get a second thorn for, this is, this is tough. We should rate our chapter like, <laughs> like top five top like this is this five. is and now my bottom this is my worst one. yeah this is yeah. my <laughs> bottom chapter yeah i i'll do i'll put some thought into it too and i actually i'd be curious so in discord for everyone that ch- chats with us there we love you i also i also want to hear from you like what are your top favorite chapters and like bottom chapters because i wonder if they match us because i oftentimes wonder like is the experience of reading it directly different than like absorbing it through us like I'm curious, so, I mean, as, like, a discussion for this episode, because we post them every Friday and then people discuss in our discussion on Discord, like, I would love to know about that. I would love to know, like, what your favorite moments have been and specifically what your worst moments have because this is, this is rock bottom for me, for this book. It is so, it is really bad. This chapter is really, really just... Every, everything that could have gone bad like went bad in this chapter basically I, yeah. um but yeah that is chapter 21 if you'd like to follow us on social media um we are on twitter at bad author pod we're on instagram at bad author book club and our website is badauthorbookclub.wordpress.com we're also on anchor at anchor.fm slash bad author book club if you'd like to follow me, Clarabelle, I'm at Clarabelle underscore Ortega on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you'd like to follow me, I am the Ryan LaSala on Insta, Twitter, and TikTok. And our usual reminder, if you're having fun, if you love the podcast, if you love us, firstly, a great thing that you can do is pre-order our upcoming books. I've got the Honeys yeah! coming out in 2022. Clarabelle has witchlings coming out in 2022 so we've both got upcoming titles and uh you can feel free to start your own podcast to drag our books but i think you'll be pleasantly surprised because <laughs> yeah, we really yeah because we know what we're doing <laughs> lastly also remember to uh like and rate and support our podcast through reviews because that makes a huge difference so thank you hot queens we love you thank you see you next week kisses bye ah, bye of course the siren comes right with <laughs>